This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So welcome everybody, Parshish Matois, Tuesday night. Um, whoever's listening, anyway, the women that are listening, we're looking for a, we need a, we have one, but we need another one. Baruch Hashem, we're growing up at the ranch. Anyone who lives upstate, Muncie, you would like to, we need a really good therapist um, for the ranch, another therapist, so... And we're looking for two girls for our office. Nobody called me last week. Um, two new girls for the Arnava office in Borough Park. So if you're listening, it's, I guess the best classified that is, right? I mean, everyone's listening. So um, if you're listening and you're available for either one of those jobs, please call the office, 718-O-H-R-N-A-A-V, Arnava. All right. This week we're going to learn a lot from the Abbas Chaim, from Menachem he starts off with a story, a Mata, he starts off with a story. It was a very, very big, well, we're talking about the power of the word, because Parshish Matos talks about Nidarim, talks some stories about that, but the power of the word, the power of davening. So, there was a very, very big tzaddik, and he was the Shliach Tzibur, he was the Chazin, of Shoshani Yom Kippur. And he had a lot of Hasidim, and they would all come to his to the town where the, where the Rebbe was, um, to daven with him. And he would daven like any Rav or Rebbe daven. It's called Nidre. So, he gets up to start davening called Nidre. And he stands by the Bima. And instead of starting called Nidre, because it comes from here, from this week's parasha, he starts to cry. Doesn't say called Nidre. Just starts to cry. And this goes on for an hour and a half. And all the chassidim are standing there. And they, they, they don't know what to do. Well, the Rebbe's not saying Kol Nidre. He's just standing there crying, weeping at the, at the, at the bimo. They got very, very nervous. Anyway, um, it's already dark, it's already night. And the tzibur is just standing there. They don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, the Rebbe takes off his talus off his head. And he says, is there anyone in the shul that knows the, what were they called, the landowners? The Nasech, the, um, the Parash, the, the, what do we call that in English? The, the Duke? The Duke? The nobleman. The nobleman, right. So there happened to have been one person in shul who said, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know him very well. Shalmi Meno, the Rebbe asked him, Where are you from, old Jewish man? I'm a lawyer. Mark and Pliny from this and this town. This, this non-Jew, this Nasif, he lives there. And he is the master, like the Duke in his properties, he's the landlord, he's the master of our town. Amalai Harav. Rebbe says to this man, Yeshlai Kelev? Tonight's stories are like way out. Yeshlai Kelev? Does this Nasek have a, ho- a dog? A Malai? Hayolai Kelev? Yeah, he had a dog. Gadol Malai. This dog was huge. Umushuna, it was weird. Ubli Guzma, Gadol Yaz Mechamar. The dog was bigger than a donkey. Meanwhile, all these guys are in the show. The love is talking about a door. What's going on over here? Cold Nidre, Yom Kippur night. 
Rukum is talking and they're all looking at each other, what's going on here? Makarapo, what's happening? Instead of saying Kol Nidri on this holy day, Shalbi Inyan Kelva Chamar? He's talking about a dog that's bigger than a donkey? What does this have to do with Yom Kippur? What does this have to do with Kol Nidri? Okay, so the, the Tzadik continues and he asks the old man, what does he do with his dog? Every day he feeds this big dog. One day he gives it veal. One day he gives it lamb. One day he gives it ox. One day he gives him a bunch of chickens. This dog has its own room. In the middle of the garden. And it's, it's furnished. This dog's living like a king. This is what this, this old man from the town is telling him the Tzadik. This year, we all know the story, he said, in the summer, when it was evening, the Nosek sat down to eat. Begano in his in his garden. They brought him a cooked chazer, a cooked pig, a fried a roasted pig. and the dog jumped. and it ripped a piece of the pig and it ate it. You're trying to go like ready for all where are you going? All the people are listening, they're like, What are you to work? Where are you going with this story? Right? You will not believe where I'm going with the story. You're feeling Kabbalah, the dog, it was a Gilgal, the witch, it was a uh, sorcerer, nah, nah. So, Kotzebul HaNasech. Oh, the Nasech got angry, Chutzpah. I give you to eat and you jump and eat my food. He beat it with a stick until it was bleeding. And he threw the dog out. Oh, Kishishama, when the Rebbe heard this, she gave us a Kelev that the dog got beat up and got thrown out. The Rebbe became very happy. And he banged on the Bima with the great happiness. He started to sing Kol Nidre with a Niga and with love. They all got all turned on because they never saw the Rebbe like this. So happy and so, so jumping up and down. But they didn't understand. Well, they under my car. They didn't understand what happened. What? This guy tells him it was a dog and he beat him up and he, he ate his chazer and he beat him up and there was blood running and he threw him out. What's going on here? At this point, at this point, I mean, while he was trying to figure out the story where we're going, it's out of my head. The dog was a witch, was this, was that. He beat it, he threw it out. What? You try to figure it out, what? No. Okay. You can't understand where he's going. You can't. Okay? So, call a chassidim the show, but to me, all the chassidim were in amazement. This has never happened. Well, Matayim Kippur was the minig that everyone came to the Rebbe and he gave them food to break the tinnitus and they danced. And they said, L'chaim, to the Rebbe. And they said, Rebbe, you've got to tell us what this, what, what was this all about? 
So he said the following Nayyadik, and it has a very big connection to Rabbi Wallstein's story last week with the poor man when I was running all over the place. I got a lot of reaction to that story. Um, when I was running all over the place and I wasn't in the mood, right? Listen to this story. Listen to, my, listen to what happened. Be'er Berlin, in the city of Berlin, in Germany. There was a Jewish man who was very poor. He was very modest and he was very embarrassed. And he had one child and was a girl. What are we going to do with it? We have no money. In those days, if you have no money, you can't give a dowry. If you can't give a dowry, you can't get married. So, what are we going to do? She bothered him a lot. She that he should go collect money. Okay, so we don't have money. Go collect money for So he got up and he started to go and he started to collect. He couldn't raise a penny. Wherever he went, nobody gave him any money. So, he went into Shul. And he went into a corner of a lame Gemara. And he sat and learned Gemara. What should he do? No one's giving him any money. So he's going to go sit and learn. Abu Three months passed. From when he started going from place to place looking to raise money. He wanted to go home. He had no food. That day. So he had no money. He had no food. And he's raised three months. What are you going to do? Okay. So, Mashiach here, he's leaving the city now to go back to his house empty-handed, totally. And he came to a huge paradise, garden. He sat next to the garden, and he began to cry. Okay, so it's not good for us as Jews, if there's an Ani who's crying to Hashem, right? You know my Shmek Tavik story? Oh my God, you never heard my Shmek Tavik story? Thank you, Hashem, for sending this down because this is the story. This is the crazy. It's connected to this, but I'll, I'll just tell you this Shmektavik story. There was a very, 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 very wealthy man, and there was a very poor man, and the very wealthy man was making a wedding for his daughter. So the meaning that they used to have in the old days is they used to feed the Aniyam first and they made like tables for them and then they made the wedding whatever it was anyway this poor man came to the wedding late he came to the wedding like me at the chuppah it's terrible because you know these nice weddings the the, the thing with the shmorg is like unbelievable and then you miss the shmorg you come in the middle of the chuppah and they're all wheeling everything out you're trying to get the <laughs> And they don't, they don't wait. They're just flying by. You're like, you know, the guys will come late. So this guy came late and he missed all the food. And he comes to the chuppah. Also connected to last week. And he comes to the chuppah. And the, the father of the bride is under the chuppah. The bride is there. The chassan is there. The rub is there. And the rub is making the brachas in the beginning, right? The two brachas. And then they're going to have the shever brach. The shever under the chuppah. This honey, this poor man, was starving. He felt faint. So he walks up to the chuppah. I can't believe you. This is right. This is a story from many years ago I said it. He walks up to the chuppah 
And he walks over to the father of the Kala. And he says, could you give me a Shmek Tabak? Now for all those who don't know what a Shmek Tabak is, it's um, snuff, this little box you have on Chavez. It's, it's snuff, it has a smell. I don't know if you, in your shul you have it, but in Kippur I got like ten of them, it's very cute. In Kippur I dive in, in a shul that's all Israelis. I, I, I don't want to dive in Americanized. If I'm in Israel, these guys never saw a television. They don't know who Santa Claus is. They don't, they're Kaddish. They're real, all your Shalmis. My father always dabbled in the shul, all your Shalmis. So I dabbled all your Shalmis. So I buy cherry flavored, all this garbage. These little fish kids, right? And they were so excited for the American, right? And I have these things all lined up, and every five seconds they're coming up, they're smelling it, and they, they ask me, can I, do you have permission, can I give it out to all the men, all the people? So these little kids walking with all these spectacles, all kinds of bubble gum, and cherry, and mint, and nana, and good stuff. So on your, on your kippah, it really does help. Anyway, so he says to the father of the kawa, could you give me a shmektavik? And the father says, listen, I'm in, my daughter's going around the chasm right now. I, I can't. I can't give it to you. I would love to. Um, but I can't give it to you right now. Come back to me later after the, the after the, the glass is broken and I'll, I'll help you out, whatever it is. He says, please, I'm going to faint. He says, I can't give it to you right now. Look what's going on. Please, you have to get off, you have to get off the stage. You have to get off the thing, okay? So the guy walks away. The guy walks away and he goes outside of the wedding and he sits down on the floor and he says to Hashem, it's one thing I'm not rich. It's another thing I have no food or anything to drink because I showed up late. What a schmeck tabak? God, you can't give me a schmeck tabak? Even that you won't give me? And he faints. That's his story. They wake him up, they give him to drink, they give him to eat. Fine. The man, I think it was with the Divrei Chaim, I'm not sure. The man, um, the, the father of the Kala, who was very, very wealthy, starts to lose his money. Every day, a boat sinks, and this happens, this happens. And, and, and like, after two years, he's as poor as the guy that came from the Shemek So he comes to the Rebbe, I think it was the Divrei Chaim, I don't know which Rebbe it was, a big Rebbe. And he says to the Rebbe, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand, I... I, I, I keep the mitzvahs, I keep the Torah, nothing changed in my life. I lost everything, I'm, I'm a poor man, I have nothing, what, what happened? What should I do? It was just come back tomorrow. He goes back tomorrow, he, so the Rebbe asked the, the, the Tvila that you should get your answer in a dream, and he, he did whatever he had to to get his answer in the dream, and he asked in the dream, it's called a Shalos Chalom, he asked the Malach in the dream, my high, this guy always gave tzedakah, he always did everything, he was a good guy, the biggest bracha in the world. It's the biggest bracha in the world. It, it includes all brachas. And it says right before a person dies, the biggest Indian is if he can, it's to make a bracha shahakal niyavivara. Shahakal niyavivara means everything goes according to Hashem. Anything can happen. Every second, anything can happen. So it's a bracha that entitles everything. On a fruit, on an apple, on a suffolk, on a this, on a shahakal works. Anyway, so the Rebbe has a dream. And he sees in the dream the poor man coming to the chuppah asking for a shmek tabik, some snuff. 
I'm saying, I can't do it right now. My daughter's walking around. Ah, not the right time. Right? I told the guy, it's not the right time. She'll give you money right now. I'm looking for my, my, my bag that I left in the taxi. Right? And the guy, he sees the river, sees the guy fainting and crying and to Hashem, the, at least the shmek topic I could have. You're not giving me anything else. And he saw there was a big zero because this man cried to Hashem. Shem said, this guy caused such a thing that such a, that a person should be so broken, he's going to lose everything. So he comes to the river, the river tells him, did you make a wedding a few years ago? Yes. Do you remember under the chuppah a man came to you for some snuff? He asked you for shmektabek? Yeah, I remember something like that. Do you remember what you did? He said, yeah, I told him to come back after the chuppah. He said, you know that this man fainted and that he cried to Hashem that he, that Hashem would even give him a Shmak Tabik, he said, He has all your money. I said, What do you mean? He said, Go to this and this town, ask for Yasala the beggar, Yasala who was the beggar, and you will see that he is exactly as rich as you were. Okay? So, we can't believe it. That guy! He goes to this town that the Rebbe sends him, he says, Yasala the beggar, they go, Yasala the beggar, we don't have no Yasala the beggar. You mean Yasala who supports the whole town, the millionaire, multi-millionaire? He says, really? Yeah, he once upon a time, he was very, very poor, but he came back to the town after that and he made a deal, and then another deal, ah, took from this one. He said, you didn't give him a Shmek Tabik? He gave it to him. He went to see who it was, and Taka was the poor man. And he freaked out, and the poor man said to him, oh, I remember you, I went to a wedding, want to come eat, want to come sleep, whatever. Okay, he eats and he stays overnight. Goes back to the Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, how do I get my money back? <laughs> he has all my money. How do I get my money back? He says, the Rebbe says, it happens to be that his daughter is getting married next week. Go to the wedding. Wait till his daughter's walking around the chasen. Ask him for a shmektavik. And if he doesn't give it to you, you get all your money back. So the guy goes back, comes to the town. The girl, the Kala's, and I ridiculous story. The Kala's walking around the chasm. He goes up to him at like the worst moment. He says, please, please help me. Could I get a Shmek Tavik? And the guy puts his hands in his pocket and takes out six little boxes. He says, of course. Which one do you like? And he faints on the spot. Faints on the spot. That's it. He ain't getting back his money. Not that the guy knew. The, 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 the guy, the rich guy now, he didn't know what happened, that the guy lost everything. He didn't know anything. He, so he goes back to the Reb. He goes, Reb, huh? I asked him for a topic. He took out six boxes. I'm never going to get my money back. Reb says, stay here, stay in the town. He called him, the other guy. Who became very rich? I saw the mice in a safer. He called him. He brought him in. He said, "Listen." Told him the whole story. What he saw in Shemayim, and he came for Shmektavik, and you and, and and you got all his money. So could you make him a partner? Because really, it was all his, it was his money. Make him a partner. The two of you work together. You'll make millions and millions of dollars. But kachaya, he rings down. Craig, you never heard that story. Wow, it's a famous, it's called the Shmectomic story. A lot of guys know that story. It's a chassidish story. What? I'm sure he said it. He said it? 
For sure he said it, right? For sure. You heard it by him? Oh, really? So now you, now you know it's true. If I say it, you know what I mean? What? But that's much what happened to me. The guy asked me for money on that spot, and I wasn't going to give him. Who knows? And he's a poor guy. It's good I gave him, oh? Because if I wouldn't have given him, then he would have all the debt of Ornava and everything else I'd do. He'd have to pay. He's like, you keep yours, I'll keep mine. What? Right, can you see him driving around a Range Rover? Okay. Don't make, don't. Anyway, I'm just saying, it's a, it's a, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful because the moment of that says, oh, there's a, there's a, wow. You're a Kabayashi here. You know where it is? Yeah. Give me a Kabayashi. Give me both of them. Oh. And we're leading from one to the other. Talk about, this is meant to be that's what we're supposed to talk about tonight. So we're going to talk about Tzedakah and being honest. And then I'll finish the story. Oh, what a Nairadika scary story, boys. What a Nairadika scary story. How am I going to find it? How am I going to find it? Where is it? We don't have the regular one here. Um, how am I going to find it? It's, it's, you have to hear the story. Find it in the first or the second. Fishbach, I need your help. Always need your help. What, you don't know what story I'm talking about? With the, with the wife, with the satan, killed all the husbands one at a time? Nah, you don't know that story, do you? Uh, let's see, chapter 9, chapter 10. Oh, we got it, got it, got it. I got it. God sent it fast. So all those people are listening, they're going to fall asleep. They make their way. Listen to this story. It's all in the same line. Listen to this story. Especially you guys who are not married yet. It's for you. It's for everyone who's making a wedding. It's for, it's for all of us. Listen carefully. Wow. Perik Yud, who you want to look it up in the Kabayasha. Make sure when you do, when you make a, uh, a wedding, all you guys, when you make a wedding, or if you're a father... And you're making a wedding for your child. If you're going Mila or Brits Mila or Suez Erison, engagement, by Mitzvah, make sure poor people are amongst the ones that are called. And make sure, these poor people, make sure that you're, you're watching them, you're taking care of them, but the known with beautiful things. Because a person who makes a simcha for his son or his daughter, a bar mitzvah, a wedding, a bris milah, and he does it specifically weddings. There are people that are so stupid, they're so stupid, that they don't allow, they tell the caterer, not to allow poor people to, to go into the wedding and collect money. They're fools. They're fools. Because chas v'shem can be a big kitrick on them. Let the poor people there, let them sit down, let them have them food. Let them collect money. Don't worry about them bothering anybody. And, and there, there are people like, they give to the, they give to the, the good people. They give to the caterer, let's say, a thousand dollars. Like any poor person comes to the door, just give them money, but don't let them in. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Go and invite poor people to come to the wedding. Guys in shul, poor guy sitting there collecting. Hey, I'm making a wedding next week. Here's an invitation. Make sure you're there. You're gonna sit at a table. I'm gonna give you a table. Those are the smart guys. So he says, that, because this caused the biggest thing with, with Avram Avinu. 
So he says they have to have if you don't invite poor people to the to the to the wedding, you're going to wake up the kitrug of Lila's Harasha. Wow, he doesn't usually use her name. Right, the Sutton and his wife, Achavina, they used to meet this Kajal Balasuda. They're going to bring you Yusurim, terrible pains and and bad things to the person who's making the wedding. It says in the in the Torah, and it was after these things that Hashem tested Avram. What's these things? After what? What happened that you tested Avram? Because when Avraham was was um, weaned Yitzchak and he made that party. There wasn't any poor people by Avraham Suda. So what happened was the Satan went and told Hashem, "Look, Avraham Avinu is not giving poor people to eat. Giving poor people to eat is compared to bringing a carbon taida. When a person has a wedding or something good that happened, he has to bring a carbon of thanks." How do you bring a carbon of thanks? How do we bring a carbon of thanks? By giving Anim to eat. That's like bringing a carbon. So he said, the Sultan said to Hashem, Avraham Avinu didn't bring a carbon, doesn't have poor people to eat. You see? He's really not good. Hashem said, really? You saying he didn't bring a carbon, he didn't poor people to eat? He would give his own child for a carbon. Sultan said, let's see. But he, Achad Varma after he didn't have poor people at the meal, but Hashem nises Avram. That's when Hashem tested Avram. Okay. But Eov also he made a suit of his children, and there were no poor people, and the and the Sultan was mekatring until all his bo- children, boys and girls died, and then he lost all his money. So you have to be very careful. He's all husband to make sure you invite poor people to your suda. Oh, and if you invite poor people to the Suda, not only you won't get into trouble, but it'll protect you. Okay, here's the story. There was a very rich man, and he was very learned, and he had one daughter. She was the Afastaya, she was beautiful. She was modest, and I don't know Hamuda exactly what that means, um, pleasant mannered. She got married three times. To three very good boys. Each man that she married on the first night that she was married to him, they found him dead. Gomorrah says, if a woman marries three men and they all die, she's called a murder, a murderer woman, and therefore you're not allowed to marry her anymore. So this girl... She got married that first night, they died. The second time she got married, the first night he died. The third time he got married, they died. So the girl said, I'm done. I don't want anyone else to die because of me. I'll sit as a, as a widow and an aguna until Okay? Now this rich man had a brother who was very poor. And he lived in a faraway country. And he had ten children. And every single day, his oldest, him and his oldest son would bring wood from the forest and they would sell it. So that's how they lived. One day, 
It was a big storm, and they couldn't sell any 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 wood. They didn't have food. They were so poor that night, they had no food. And the next day, they went back to get wood, and the father fainted. And the son felt very bad that his father was so, so poor. So he began to daven. And he said, you know what? I have an uncle who's very, very rich. I'll go to him. I'll work for him. And he will make money. I'll come back. I'll help my father. So he called his uncle. He sent him a message. And his aunt, uncle and aunt said, oh, they would love to have him. Okay? So, he went, he went there. He went to his uncle and he said, I want to ask you for one thing. But you can't say no. Ask me what you want. The boy said, I need low eshal shumdava. I'm not asking you anything. I have to shovel into you. Promise me, swear to me, that you'll give it to me. Okay? So he said, his uncle said, whatever you want, I swear I'll give it to you. I want to marry your daughter. But she already killed three guys. When the uncle heard this, he began to cry. My son, my, my nephew. For whatever reason, it's a meter. She kills the chassan the first night he dies. I don't want to lose my nephew. I'm a bach, I'm an askein, I don't care. I don't care. You said you're going to give me whatever I want. His uncle said, you want money? You want to marry her for, for my money? He said, don't marry her. I'll give you all the money you want. Don't marry my daughter. You're going to die. You're a beautiful boy and a smart boy. I'll give you advice. Don't put yourself in danger. You swore. you got to give it to me. When he saw this, he went to his daughter. He told his daughter the situation. When the widow girl heard this, she began to cry. And she said, Kill me! Don't kill my, don't kill my cousin. So, Achazman caught the kitchen of he, he, he got married. I mean, they were making a wedding. They invited all the people and the wise people and the old people to come to this party. And they made a chasen tish. You know what that is, right? A chasen tish? He's sitting at this tish, his tish, his chasen tish, right before he goes down to the chuppah. An old man came over to him by Elio Anavi, with Elio Anavi. Elianavi went to the chassan dressed as an old man. He said, Bini, my son, I must tell you some advice. No matter what you see or what you hear, do not go away from what I'm telling you to do. Hayom, tonight, today, when you're going to sit down to the meal, a poor man is going to come to you. You never saw such a poor person, disgusting, filthy, with flies and fleas and nits and dirt and smelly. You never saw such a person. But take him, Yisrael, the minute you see him, talk him in get up from your seat, and bring him to sit next to you. 
the same lechol ulishdais and give him to eat and to drink. The shamesh lefanav, you be the waiter. Chodera, whatever you need to do, you serve him. But with all your strength, and then Eliyahu he disappeared. That night that he got married, he's sitting with all his friends. A very poor man walks in. He takes Yerachasin and says, the minute he saw him, now he didn't know there was Eliyahu Navi that told him that. He knew it was an old man. He didn't know it was Eliyahu Navi. He got up from his place. He did better than the old man told him to. The old man said, let him sit next to you. He put him in his seat. The Hassan put the old man in his seat. And he did everything he was told to do. After the meal, now the Hassan was going to his room to get prepared to go home with the Kala. There were separate rooms. The poor man followed the chassan. Only the kavayosh can have such a story. The poor man followed the kavayosh, followed the chassan into his room. The poor man said, "Beni, my son, I am a messenger of God. I'm here to take your soul." It was the machamalas, the satan. The chassan said to him, Give me at least a year with her. A chatzishan, at least a half a year with her. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Give me 30 days with her. The macham said, I can't do that. Give me my sheva brachas. The macham said, I can't do that for you. I can't even do a chesed. I have a shlichus. I can't even do a chesed one day. Because your time is up. So the chassan said to the Mahamavas, give me permission. At least let me ask permission from my wife and my uncle. Now he's my father in law. Okay. I'm going to let you do that, even though it's against my Machamavas' uh, ways. I'm going to do it because you were so nice to me. The Leif Uboy Mehera. Go, tell them that you're going to die and get back here. He came into the room where the Kala was sitting by herself. Ubacha, and she was crying. And she was damning to Hashem that nothing should happen to him. And she said, Why are you here alone? Why are you coming to my room? I have to ask you permission. It's time for me to die. The is in my room. He told me, he came to take my soul. Amrallah, so she says to him, Loy Selech me Madi, do not leave me. Elatesha Po, you sit here, this is, this is the kind of woman you want to marry. You sit here, Vani Elech, Lachedashokha Adami Imo. I'm not scared of Machamavas. You sit here, I'll go to your room, and I'll deal with him. So she went, and she he was sitting in the room, the Machamavas. Amalah Malach, 
she says to the to Machamavah, she's talking, you hear this? Ha'ata Shliach, you're the messenger. You came to take my husband's and Shama. Amalo, hey, he's not scared of her. Yeah, I am. So, Amalo, so she says to the Machamavah, one second, you can't go against the Torah. When a man gets married to a new woman, he doesn't go to war. He's not allowed. To, he's not. He's not allowed to leave her, right? He has to be at home for a year. And make her happy because isn't God the truth? The Torah say Emes. Isn't this God's Torah? Isn't that the truth? If you take my husband and he's not even with me for a year, he's only here for a day. As I the the whole Torah is baloney. You hear? She knew how to learn. He said, "Your messenger of God doesn't God write in his Torah that the, the husband has to be at least one year with the wife. So if you're going to take him away, the whole Torah is false." She tells the Machamos, "If you accept what I'm saying, okay. In love, and if you don't like what I'm saying." I'll go with you and I'll go for the Hashem's Bezdin. She's tough. Now she was really playing a trick, but she didn't fool him. The Malach heard what she said. Okay? Since your husband did Chesed with me, and when I listen to what you said, I'm going to go in front of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. You don't need to come. I'll go. I'll tell Hashem what you said. Tyra is Tyra. It has to be a year. I think what he understood, why did he take her? Because I think what he understood was that she wanted to go with him. That way she's dead. And when she's dead, he'll live. That's what she kept saying. So I think he understood that the Macham Ovo. says, no, 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 no. You have a good time. No, you stay here. I'm going there. So the Machamavas went to ask Hashem. Very hard to understand this. He came back with happiness to the room where she was. Hashem said, let him live. Because of the Gemilas Chesed that he did with the Ani. But if Eliyahu told him that the Ani was coming and you better give him so why is Hashem rewarding him? And the answer is because he put him on his chair. The Ani didn't tell him. No, he didn't tell him. No, he said, you sit down and put him next to you. He, he gave that extra chesed. He put him on his own chair. Because said, let him live. The, the uncle and the aunt were sitting outside the door because they were sure he's going to be dead in the morning. So he heard them talking all night. They came into the room. They told everyone. So it's all gone because of the, what the chassan did for the ani. Whoever's listening to this year, whoever's listening to this year, and admit Hashem, you're making a simcha. Listen to how the kavayasha ends. I came, therefore, a person has to be very killed, very careful. The Never to give a bad, angry face to poor people. Who come to your house. 
Don't start up with poor people. Don't, who come to your meal, don't say, well, you're not invited, get out of here. People are so stupid that they do this. If the Balabais embarrasses the poor person, they're being very bad on himself. Don't be pained in that you have to pay out a little bit more money. He ate for their kapars avon. It will forgive you for all your sins. To Ellis, God will devalue through the Meshach Eichlam Akruam Aniyim. To Ellis, this is brought down in the Tami Mitzvah from the Maharam. Haram Agolam Haram Bavli. The Sefer Tami Mitzvah. It's a big to Ellis for the person who's making the party. By Meshach Eichlam Akruam Aniyim, that there should be poor people sitting there. Through Mamish Dugmas Carbon, because in Shemayim, when you feed a poor person at your party, it's like you bring your carbon. And when you give them something, give them with a smile. It's very scary. You get the Shmek Pavic story, you get this thing. My question on this story is, it says the Maha Mothers came back with Simcha. He came to take someone's Neshama, and now he wasn't allowed to. So what was his Simcha? So what was the simcha? So I think I think it's like the satan. A Yaakov Avinu. The satan's job is not to make you do an Avera. The satan's job is to bring you an Avera and then you should beat him. That was the whole thing of Yaakov Avinu. That's why he went to sing Shira. They ask Akasha, why did he, he go to sing Shira that day? That morning he was going to sing Shira? He couldn't sing Shira the day before? He says, he never sang Shira before. Why? Because his fight with Yaakov was to get him to, to give up his tire and everything. That's Yitzhah's job. Yitzhah's job is really to make you, is to try to get you to do an Avera, but success for him, when you do the Avera, he wasn't successful. It's when he challenged you to do the Avera and you don't do the Avera. That's the success. So over here, Malchamovas got beat. He got beat. She beat him, right? So that made him happy. Right, and you're and you're supposed to pass it, right? That's why that day he sang Shira because that was the first day that he challenged Yaakov and that he lost, and that's what he sang Shira. Okay, so we, we see how chashiv and how important it is to give tzedakah, and how chashiv important when you make a simcha to make sure that you invite poor, not that poor people come collecting. You go to shul and you bring poor people into the... Okay. How's, what? We're going back. We're going back. So now we're going back to Avaz Chayim. So what happened over here? We'll end with this. What was one more story after this? We'll end. So what happened? So he, he sat down by this pardes and the bad guy, the Nasich, saw him sitting there and he said to him, why are you crying? And he told him that I'm trying to marry my daughter and I have no money so he asked him, how much do you need? He said, 300 ruble. So he said, come inside the paradise. And he gave him a chair and he gave him bread. He gave him tomatoes and other fruits because he knew that he wouldn't eat anything that's not kosher. He gave him water. He gave him water to wash himself and he gave him 500 ruble. He only asked for 300. He gave him 500 ruble. So he says, Rabbi Sai, Hasidim, when I got up to say called Nidre, I saw that the the, sa, the minister of this guy was Mekatrig on the whole Klai Israel. 
that Klai didn't give him a dollar, and this guy gave him 500 when he only asked for 300, and gave him to eat and took care of him. So the huge history that that year would be a very bad year for us, because of this story. He said, and I, I, I couldn't dive in, I was crying. He said, I was crying. The Nasif saved three Nefoshes, the husband, the wife, and the daughter. The Cholakayim Nefesh Yisrael, right? So he knew it was a big kitrick. He says, I cried and I cried and I cried. And it didn't help. And there was a big Zera on Berlin and other places. He said, I couldn't do anything. But when I heard about the dog, and that this dog, he, the Nasif was taken care of. And the minute the dog did something wrong, he beat him till the blood was running and he kicked him out. He said, ah. He said, Why? He said that surely if he did this to a Balchai who had a, a, a dog that has no brains or anything, he said if this Jew would have stayed there for a month or two and done something wrong, imagine what he would have done to him. So he didn't do it as a mitzvah, right? He did it because he had pity. But that's not a mitzvah. And that he, when, he saw, when I saw what he did to the dog, I said, Hashem, this dog was good to him. This dog... And look, he did a little bit wrong. He kicked in and he, look what he did. For sure, if this Jewish guy would sit there, he would beat him up also. He said, and then the, what's it called? The, the Xero was ripped. So he's very careful with Ani. And this week's, this week's Dvaris, we see someone collecting a woman outside of land of all these people. Give them a smile, offer them a coffee, be nice to them. Because you never know if they're real or not. Who knows what they are? They can be shluchim of the, of the Satan. They are, they go, oh, she's a guy, I'm not giving her. She said, go ahead, give her anyway. Give her anyway. All right. We're ending. We're ending. Very, very important story. Because this week's parasha, it's about, it talks about, um, talks about your mouth, making a nether, how important what comes out of your mouth. Some of this you might have heard. I, I have said this before, but it's a very ridiculous story. And it's a story that's from Avlevi Yitzhak Mubadichev. And... He was, um, no, it's not the one I want. It's a different story. Hold on. Not the one I want. Mm-mm-mm. The story with Gehenna where he took them all out of Gehenna. You guys know that story? It was by a bris. Hold on. It's definitely in Pashid How come we don't... Oh, here it is. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, Levi, I'll tell you very fast because it's late. So, the very unbelievable story where Levi with the Chibs is the Bracha that he used to do brismilas. He was a mayo and he, did, he would do a brismila very, very, very in the, early in the morning right after Vasikim, right after Shachras. Anyway, one day, she gave, uh, his daughter gave birth. All the Chassidim came. Big thing, big thing, right? Levi's grandson. And they um, they came in there and, 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 and he finished davening. And he said, okay, I'll be out to do the bris in a couple of minutes. Give me a little bit of time. He goes into the cheder. Each rebbe has his own cheder, his own room, yuchod. And he's there for four hours. <laughs> Everybody left. 
Well, Chassidim were waiting, they were waiting, they were waiting. The reading come out. He was in there for four hours. Okay? Anyway, so he comes out, he comes out of, uh, he comes out of this, um, of this room, and the, his son-in-law goes over to him, he's like, what's going on? He said, listen, not only, not, I want to tell you, I want, I want to give the name. I don't want you to give the name, I want to give the name. So, he called the name Yehuda Lev. Right? Didn't ask the son-in-law what, what he wants. He gave the name Yehuda Lev. So, so the father, the son-in-law said to him, I don't understand, um, I was going to give a different name. What, what's going on over here? So they made a big suuna, and he asked him, why, why did you do that? And what was going on for four hours? So he said the following. He said that when I went inside the room, and everybody was waiting for me, I saw a very bad, black cloud, and inside the cloud there was all kinds of thunder and something was going on. So I wanted to see what's going on. Shemati Yachra Pargod. I heard after the curtain up in Shemayim, Shenifteth Yitzadik Yusayd Oilam, that a big tzadik died today. And his name was Yehuda Lei Me'apta. I think it's the Apta Rebbe, the Apta Rav. And all the tzaddikim were coming out of Gan Eden with tupim and mechoilos, musical instruments. Mechabal Zareyach to be mechabal him. And you know he says that even the biggest tzaddikim that are going to Ganeiden have to go through Gehenem. When he got to the, the bridge that goes over Gehenem, he jumped. He was being marched with all these tzaddikim. He jumped off the bridge into Gehenem. So they said to the, the lady Meredichev, what happened then? He said, that and he made all that you can't be lech of the world whole year to be piyasa. What happened? So he said that I never ever ever lied, never. And whatever I promised to do, I did. Ki ki amti mitzvah pidyon shuyim. I also did the mitzvah pidyon shuyim. So it says I'll call my kind of shachri soki lukim one malei. So I therefore. Um, I'm Geyser. Listen to this. A nanny zos mikan. So what happened was the the guard, the fire went off right away because when a tzaddik like this is in Gehenna, they turn the fires off right away. So the Malach who takes care of Gehenna, Gehenna said, "You can't stay here. I got to turn the fires back on. I'm a shliach of Hashem, right?" So he said, "I'm not leaving here until I, I did pidyon shvuim in this world." Right? I helped people who were captured. I want to help the people who are captured here. I'm not leaving. So they said, what are we going to do with him? He's not leaving. We can't turn on Gehenna. He said he's not going to leave empty-handed. Oh my gosh, Baruch Hu. So they, the Malach said, Hashem, you got to help me here because uh, we got to turn back on the fires. They need to open up the books and see how many people he saved in this world? Umatu Mosayim Esrim, 220 Jews that were captured, he freed. Whatever you do in this world, you can do in that world, you can take out 220 people from Gehenna. Why? Because he went, when he went into Gehenna, he made a nether, and he said, I promise, I'm not leaving this place until you let me save people. So Hashem said, if he kept all his nadarim, 
So we can't make him lie over here if he kept his whole life. But if he lied once, pull him out of Gehenna. So because when they checked his books, he never lied, they had to let him take out the amount of people that he saved in this world. They said, okay, you can do that. What did Rehud do? He went into the seventh level of Gehenna. Seventh level of Gehenna, you can't get out ever. You're there forever. It's a life imprisonment. Forever. You're done. So he figured, I'm not going to get the guys who are going to get out in 11 months. I'm going to get the guys who Babish can never get out. So he went into the seventh level. The souls were down there that never came up, right? And he took out, instead of 220, 440. Oh, that ain't going to fly. And every level he went, he took more. So the Malach said, what do you think you're doing? God said 220. You're not getting out of here with 440. What are you doing? You took already double. I'm taking a present. Then he brought them into Gan Eden. How do, you, how do you pull that off? How do you pull that off? Because he said, so Lamai said the Malach was right. The Malach said, Hashem said 220, you can't take 440. So he said, tell Hashem that I died not old. Not old. Had, I, had, had I been able to live longer, I would have been able to take 440. So don't just reward me to take the money ahead and what I actually did Reward me my potential, what I could have done. So he got out, he got out with 440 Nishamas. Can't even understand that. Took out of Gehenna and brought them into Ganeiden. Why? Because he never lied. So when he got into Gehenna and he swore, I'm not leaving until I take Nishamas with me. Had he ever lied, they would have thrown him out of, out of there and he would have taken nobody. Because he didn't lie, Hashem said, Mida Kadega Mida. He didn't lie in this world, how can we make him lie in that world? It's the Kayach of Emes. So tonight we learned the Koyach of Emes, what it gives a person in the next world. Koyach of Emes, the Koyach of Tzedakah, that a person that was supposed to die, his neshama was supposed to leave that night. The Malcham Ovis was there. And she, she fought for it. In the end, it was very clear, the Malcham Ovis said, the reason I'm giving you even a chance to tell her, had he not told her, she wouldn't have been able to kind of what she did. The whole thing of saving it would not have happened, he would have died. How did he get permission to tell his wife? Even though he, he didn't have another second, the Machamavis gave him that permission. He says, because you put me on your chair. You didn't have to put me on your chair. You, you could have just sat me next to you. You went the extra step in, extra step in Chesed. It works me the connected me though. You made, you did for me, even though he's a Machamavis, he's a Satan, he's the bad of the bad, but the world, the world to come is, is run, it's run on me the connected me the whole world to come is run on me, the Kinegamida. So, if you did a chesed for me, that instead of putting me next to you, you actually put me in your chair, and you sat next to me, you put me in the throne, you put me in the best chair, if you did a chesed, then, then I don't have to give you a year, but if, the, if you're asking me just to see your wife, to tell her you're leaving, that you did a chesed, I'm forced to do a chesed. I don't have a choice. The Mahamavas, the Satan, the worst, blackest, darkest creation of the world, has to run by the rules... You did me a chesed, I got to do you a chesed. And because he let him talk to his wife and she fought for him, he ended up living. We should all see the end of the Malcham of us and the Satan with the bringing of Mashiach and Harry be Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.